this is so great. Uh, I can't believe it's going to end. And I've kind of literally started slowing down, which is for me would be like walking backwards. Diz Runs Radio episode 1120 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, uh, in case you haven't heard, in case you forgot, maybe more importantly, in case you're new around here, uh, one thing that I do each month that I really enjoy doing is giving away a free training plan for the race of your choice. Not some half-baked, one-size-fits-all plan. No, 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 no. This is me working with you one-on-one, just like if you paid me for 16 weeks, theoretically culminating in a, in a, you know, in a race, in a goal race, uh, maybe just... 16 weeks of, you know, some guidance, helping you get on the right track and then let you go from there. But, uh, I, I pick one winner each and every month at the beginning of each new month and say, Hey, congratulations. When you want to work together, let's do this. And, uh, you know, I'll be picking another winner at the beginning of the next month. So if you're, uh, wanting to be in it, to have a chance to win it, disruns.com slash giveaway is the link. You can also go right there on the homepage at disruns.com. There's a little box that says, click here to enter. You click that Bada boom, bada bam, there's a pop-up, you enter your, na- your name, you enter your email address, and you are good to go. Yes, it puts you on my email list. I know, I know, new year, another new email to get, uh, but I like to think my emails are actually worth reading. I hope that they're actually worth reading. Sometimes do I miss the mark? Yeah, probably, uh, but I think more often than not, I-, I try to write something that's useful. It's not some you know spammy marketing newsletter type of nonsense, like it's a blog post, Usually has some type of meaning. Try to have some type of meaning. Maybe a little bit of cleverness. Maybe a little bit of eye roll. Maybe a little grown dad joke humor. Uh, whatever the case might be, try to make them worth reading. And uh, so you get a chance to read them, but you also get a chance to win that free training plan. So uh, once again, disruns.com slash giveaway is the link. Disruns.com if you want to enter from the homepage. And uh, you got to be in it to win it. So good luck. May the odds ever be in your favor. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. JK, one other thing before we dive into today's episode, uh, there, are, there are a few, nothing excessive, but there are a few four-letter words in today's episode. I would class them as minor four-letter words, but you know, we all have our rating scales, right? And, and ratings are subjective, so depending on the delicacy of the ears of yours or those that may be uh, listening to today's episode with you, just be be aware. Maybe maybe wait on this one. I don't know. Like I said, nothing major, no f bombs. But there are a few a few minor four letter words. Consider yourself warned. Now let's uh, let's dive in. Hey y'all! Uh, today's guest is a lady that I've had the pleasure of working with and, and getting to know pretty well over the past couple of years. Although, uh, of course, today I'm sure there's going to be some things that I don't know about as we as we kind of dig into her running and and you know life and everything in between as we tend to do around here. Uh, she's currently gearing up for her second ultra marathon with a goal that uh, I really like. It's the goal is to enjoy the race more than she did for her first 50k, which was the same race that she ran a year ago. So uh, hopefully that that will happen. And and quite frankly, and and I'm sure we'll get into this story as we go. Uh, if her technology cooperates this year, um, that might help have more fun than last year when everything went a bit haywire. But like I said, we'll we'll get to we'll get to there at some point. Uh, but first, let's get the party started and officially welcome Ms. Tammy Swinney to the show. So thanks for joining us today, Tammy. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Yeah, looking looking forward to it. And y'all, if you enjoyed today's conversation and, and want to kind of tag along, follow along with, with Tammy going into the new year and, and beyond, uh, Instagram, it's at Tammy Sue W, T-A-M-M-Y-S-U-E-W. Uh, and you can also find her, of course, on all the all the normal places, Strava. She's on Strava and Facebook and all the things, just searching for Tammy Swinney. You'll you'll probably find her. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1120 is the links to get back to the show today. We'll get some photos. We'll get some links, the whole nine as per usual. Uh, Dizruns.com slash 1120. So, Tammy, the way we always start off around here, and I, I think you probably know this is coming, so you maybe had a time to think about it a little bit, but uh, simple question usually gives us plenty of, of opportunities or plenty of, of angles to continue beyond. Uh, but that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? 
Ooh, this was not a hard question for me. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my favorite distance is the half marathon. And that is because um, I, I feel like a badass to be able to say I've run a half marathon. Um, and yet my ass does not feel bad during <laughs> the training or during the race. Well, sometimes during the race. But, um, and then after the half marathon, I can you know, get out and have a normal day and live my life. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's a, it's a huge challenge. It was for me to get there for the first time um, from couch to half marathon. Um, and I just, I, I think it's a fun distance. You just don't feel wrecked afterwards, right. um, but it's still a, quite an accomplishment in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and, and um, for all the reasons that, that, that that's probably the most common answer around here. Like, like I, I think that's, that's, you know, like, just the fact that you can do it, you can race it hard, but it, it fits into life a lot easier. And like you said, it doesn't leave you wrecked for too long, hopefully afterwards. And certainly just, you know, go about living, living life the, the you know, rest of the day and beyond um, is, is something that, that is definitely uh, I enjoy about the half as well. And, and, you know, leading, leading into, like you said, kind of couch to, to half marathon. Um, and I don't know that we've ever, that I've ever at least, you know, really had to, had a conversation with you about how you got started in, in the sport. So I guess this is, this is as much a, a question, you know, that, that I don't know the answer as anybody else, but, but you know, how long has running been part of your life? When, when did you get started in the, in the sport of running? So I have not been a runner that long. Um, my road to running started in the year I was turning 50. Mm -hmm. So the year I was turning 50, like the big birthdays, I've always tried to do something momentous. Um, and the year I was turning 50, I had started doing Camp Gladiator, which is like a boot camp. Mm. And um, the, it's a lot of, you know, calisthenics, but it always started off with a run, a really short run, like literally a couple of laps around the parking lot that maybe took, I don't know, five to seven minutes. Mm -hmm. And I always found that to be the hardest part of the run. Like I just could not do it. And the reason I couldn't do it is um, I've, from the time I was little, probably about, I guess I was about eight or nine years old, I had a um, medical incident that resulted in me having reduced lung capacity. I had some surgery and basically I have one and a half lungs that are functional, really functional. And so running to me was just never an option. As a kid growing up, I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed the sprints, but anything of any distance whatsoever, I just couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And so here I am turning 50. I wanted to do something momentous. So I started this Camp Gladiator, and the brand was really, really hard for me. Well, right in the, um, probably my birthday's in September, in April, I suddenly went completely deaf in my left ear. I suffered from something called sudden sensorineural hearing loss. And there's no reason why it happened. It's been not been explained as to why it happened, but I'm completely deaf in my left ear. And so this all happened while I was training, you know, doing this camp gladiator thing. And I just have to tell you, I just got pissed off in my body. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I said, you know, here I am trying to do this hard thing and I'm turning 50. And now you're telling me that I'm going to start falling to pieces, starting with my ear. And this is some bullshit. And I'm going to show you who's boss body. And I'm going to do the hardest thing I can think of doing. And um, I decided to just start running. And I, I got the idea that running could be a possibility for me when I was listening to a podcast, a, a woman by the name of Jill Angie. She has a, a podcast called Not Your Average Runner. And she talked about walk run and the Jeff Galloway walk run method. And I knew I could walk and walk running involved running short intervals, um, you know, 10 seconds even, and then walking for a period of time and then running again. And so that's what I started doing. And that was um, 2018, um, June of 2018 is when I started running. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, wow. Is, is the hearing loss thing, I mean, is that, is that permanent? Is that, is that still a thing now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm completely deaf in my left ear, which is a challenge when I run because I don't wear my hearing aids to run. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I've, I've frequently thought, and I may do this someday, like when I do races and stuff, or just when I'm doing long runs and there's people going by on bicycles, which I find to be extremely annoying, um, riding like deaf on the left on my <laughs> arm or something, or wearing a bib on my back or something that says that because I, I'm constantly getting startled or nearly mm -hmm. mowed over and actually mowed over once. So. 
Yeah, I would I would imagine because like like you know in in and I'm guilty of this and in apologies just in general uh, for, you know, coming up on somebody and sometimes I'll mumble, you know, passing on the left or whatever. But like, like I don't, I don't be as loud as I probably could and should, whether it's, you know, just randomly running on a, on a trail somewhere or, you know, running on, on race day or things like that. Um, but yeah, I could imagine like, it's one thing to like assume that somebody can maybe sort of hear you coming or, or, you know, saying something but not like really shouting and they not always every time somebody responds because maybe they're listening to headphones or whatever um but yeah like like that's one of those where that that's i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this other than like that i can see how that could be a a, a hazard that could be something where yeah easy to be startled because yeah if somebody's coming up and, and they, they run past you and they think that you can hear them or they, they've said something and you didn't acknowledge them well it's yeah you can't hear them and that's that's gonna that's gonna spook you for sure yeah and i think people try to be nice they'll come up to the side of me and they say on your left, mm -hmm. but invariably they say on your left and yell it at me when they are literally on my left, right. which scares the bejesus out of me because I don't hear them coming. And then all of a sudden there's this person there. Mm -hmm. So I love the people who yell coming up on your left, right. like way behind me. And then I can kind of hear them coming. So that, right. that's helpful. And, and, and invariably, and I've, I've had this happen when people are passing me, they say on the left, and what, what is the first thing you do? You look over your right shoulder, which makes no sense, and you merge to the left while you're looking over your right shoulder to see who's coming behind you. Um, so, yeah, you know, just public service announcement in general, like give people a little bit of a heads up, uh, you know, give, give at least a few seconds of notice that you're coming so that, you know, we can do the stupid thing that we do of looking over the wrong shoulder and, and wondering why. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then moving over to the other side. Yeah, I think when you hear on your left, your brain says your brain reads it as go to your left right, right. <laughs> instead of move out of the way. Yeah, for sure. Do you have, do you have balance issues with, with, with the deafness as well? I did when I first, um, when it first happened, I had a lot of balance issues. Um, but that went away over a period of months and having the hearing aids mm -hmm. helped. I have, I'm, I have a hearing aid that I wear in my left ear and it's not to help that ear hear. What it is, is basically it's a sound collection device mm -hmm. and it transmits sound on the left side of my body or that's coming from the left side via Bluetooth to my right ear so that I have stereo because what one, one problem with the being able to hear only in one ear is everything sounds like it's coming from one direction. Mm -hmm. So I was living my life basically like I had one earbud in. Wow. So these, these um, hearing aids help quite a bit. It's not a hundred percent, but it helps quite a bit. And as an added bonus, because they're Bluetooth, they also operate as kind of like AirPods. Mm -hmm. So, um, I can listen to a podcast um, when I'm in a meeting or something that nobody will ever know because it's playing directly in my ear. Don't tell anybody I said that. No, oh my God, no, your secret, funny. your secret is safe. Nobody's is listening, Tammy. Okay. You're good. Nobody's listening. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, um, as you know, as is often the case, you think you think I, I feel like you probably mentioned that. And I kind of have forgotten about it that that you had the deafness, and now it's now it's all coming back. But yeah, good good uh, as as always, you know, kind of random things that I don't think about or know about or learn about. And, and here we go. It just kind of comes up just like that. So um, you, you decide to, to get into, into, you know, you, you're doing the, the fitness, uh, the boot camp, and you get some running going and, and you start, you know, going with, the, with a little bit of run walk action. Um, what, what, like, would you, did you jump right into to, to racing or did you kind of like, 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 how did you progress from, all right, I've heard about this Galloway. I've heard about this run walk. Like, like, what was the, what was the progression from there? So my progression was, is I just, um, I started following this, this plan that Jillian G had, I think on her website, mm -hmm. um, that involved, you know, so many, so many minutes of walking and then just a tiny bit of running. And I, um, I, you know, scouring the internet, saw things about virtual races mm -hmm. and there was, there's some company out there that you could sign up for these virtual races and they would send you these medals, which were really cool. I mean, I knew nothing about running. So I was like, wow pretty jewelry and they get a t-shirt. And so, um, it was, it was 4th of July when I did my first virtual 5k. And, um, I was, I was so proud of myself. I was like, that is the longest distance in the world. That's just amazing. And I just got super excited about it. So I continued the running all through the summer in Texas, which is lovely. Um, which is, which is about as much fun as running in Florida in, in the summertime. I can, I can relate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And so then I decided to sign up for an actual um, with other humans around me race. And that was in August of the same year. And my husband, he used to be a runner. But right when we got married, we've been married for about 10 years now. But right when we got married, he had 
he'd had an injury and he just he just quit running. Um, and he said, because he'd seen me run um, and heard me talk about it, he's like, well, I'll do this race with you because I can um, walk and you can run. And frankly, we'll be right together, which is absolutely true. OK, and I do not fault him for saying that because that is that is me. Um, and so we did that together and it was a blast. And I just became addicted. And then as an added bonus, my husband he got excited about it too. And he's taken up running since then. And of course he's kicking my ass left and right and running longer distances frequently. Um, so I went from there. And in that first year, I think I did um, another 5k in about November. And then I remember um, just talking about possibly doing like a 10k and this Jeff Galloway running method said to train for a 10K that you would have to run up to seven miles. Because um, that's what Galloway does is he, you kind of run past the distance. Right. Uh, and my husband um, said to me, well, you can't run seven miles, which really pissed me off. Mm. And so I was like, are you kidding me? I can run. What, why would you say that? I'm going to run. I'm going to show you. I'm going to run seven miles. Not only that, I'm going to run double that. I'm going to do the craziest thing ever and run a half marathon. Um, and so that's what I did. I trained for that and I did it my first half marathon, June of 2019. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it sounds like, and please correct me where I'm wrong because Lord knows I've been wrong at least once, maybe twice in, in all of my, all of my years on this earth. Um, Sounds like like races have have become maybe not at the beginning, but it becomes something that you enjoy. Whether it's it's the medals, whether it's it's the just the the excitement, like like races. Yes, no, pretty pretty something that you uh, enjoy doing. I love races. They I love okay. I love the idea of them. I love signing up. I love um, <laughs> training for them. And then of course on race day, I'm terrified. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm like totally in self doubt. Why did I do this? Who do I think I am? But I forget, it's like having a baby. Then you forget about that after the race. And at the end of if you did it right, at the end of the race, you're like, this is great. I can't wait to do this again. Um, yeah, so I do love the races. And I feel like if I didn't always have some kind of race that I was training for on my calendar, it, it might make it hard for me to run. Gotcha. Even though I loved running in and mm -hmm. of itself. But the, the whole experience and the people and just everybody's there with a common goal just to run the miles and have a great day. Um, I just love that. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with having that be part of the motivation, especially running, you know, in the summertime in, in Texas, like you need, you need a little something extra motivating to, to help get you out there and, and keep it, keep it going. But um, I guess I asked that, that, that question about making sure that you like races to, to lead into this. So, you know, as far as the timeline goes, you know, you're, you're kind of climbing the, the, the ladder, the, the first uh, half marathon is in 2019. And then of course, 2020, everything, everything happens in the pandemic and, and, and all that situation that was uh how did how did you know the, the loss of races and and the pandemic impact your running or, or did it well so leading up to that um i did that first half marathon and then i continued to do i, I don't know how many um 5ks um and a couple 10ks i did after that um but there was it was the dallas marathon of um I think it was the Dallas Marathon of, of 20, 2018, actually, where I saw I, there was a couple people that I work with, some youngsters that I went to go support in the race. And I'd never seen a marathon before. Um, and so I, I went out there in the morning and I made a sign. I had a cowbell and I cheered them on. And I remember thinking then, like, I can't imagine anybody running this far. And wouldn't it be awesome to be able to do that? And so, but I didn't think I could, but it was always kind of like this little gnat in the back of my brain working on me. And so when I did that half marathon, I thought, well, let's, let's see what happens. Let's see if we could do this. And um, so I decided to continue to do these 5Ks and these 10Ks, but start training for the Cowtown Marathon in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. in, and that took place March 1st. Now, is that right? March. Yes. March 1st of 2020. Oh, Right before. And so, yeah, so March 1st of 2020, I did the Cowtown Marathon, and it was awesome. I mean, I highly recommend Cowtown uh, to anybody who runs runs marathons, and especially if it's one of your first ones, because they have a generous cutoff time. They do not leave anybody behind. 
Um, and the, the, the whole city gets into it. This, everybody volunteers and you run through the Fort Worth stockyards and it's just beautiful and it's a blast. And so I did that. Um, and then I married off my first daughter to get married seven days later and danced at her wedding. And, uh, then the next week, uh, the world fell apart. Yeah. But I had such a blast during that marathon at the end of it. I remember thinking, um, this is so great. Uh, I can't believe it's going to end. And I kind of literally started slowing down, which is Mm. for me would be like walking backwards. Um, (laughs) and then I wound up, there was this fellow, this, this, um, guy that was probably, I don't know, 20 years senior to me running next to me. And we started chatting. And, um, so I started turning and he kept going and I'm like, well, where are you going? He's like, well, I'm going, I'm doing the ultra. I said, what's Mm. that? And he said, well, we go, there's another five miles that you go out this way and then you come back. Um, and so you're doing five miles more. I thought, wow, that's crazy. This guy is, you know, he's definitely senior to me and he's going to do this. And when I got to the end of the race, I was just so happy and had so much fun that I, and I felt like, you know what? I had another five miles in me. Like my pace when I was going, I I mean, and the race would stay there for me to finish it. I was like, I really, I think I want to do that. I think that would be total badass to not just do a marathon, but to do an ultra marathon. And that became my goal after that, um, not immediate. It was like in the back of my mind that I wanted to do that, but that was what I kind of set my sights on. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, uh, you know, those, those conversations that you have with other runners, they, they can be, they can be dangerous, whether it's during a race, whether it's, you know, offline, online, whatever, like you, they start planting those seeds of like, well, maybe, yeah, that sounds like I could do that. Uh-huh. Um, but, but, you know, kind of, so, so again, like, like on the timeline here, that's, that's right, right before everything shuts down. Um, and, and, you know, with, with no, at least limited, uh, you know, in-person races for, for a chunk of time, um, did, did you, did you dive back into the virtuals or like, like, how did you like, not, not necessarily how, but did you struggle to kind of keep on, keep on keeping on during the pandemic or was it, I mean, maybe for some folks that was all you could do. So maybe it, it wasn't much of a struggle, but how was, how was pandemic running for you? It was, a, I would say it was, it was hard to be motivated to continue to go the long distances. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, you know, I did some virtual stuff and I had, I really thought like we all did, oh, this will be over in a couple right. of months. So I had signed up for the Dallas Marathon, not the Ultra, because I would not make the cutoff time for that. Mm-hmm. But I signed up for the Dallas, I signed up for the Dallas Marathon. And then eventually I sat, signed up for the Cowtown Ultra um, the following year, which wound up not happening. But um, so I, I wound up not doing the, the Dallas marathon. I think if I remember correctly, I had like an injury or something. Mm. So I wound up doing, I think I did just the, the virtual um, half that year, but I just kept go- going and, you know, kind of keeping my long runs and the, I don't know, the eight to 11 mile range. Um, but not really training, not thinking that I would have a, a marathon or an ultra marathon in the near future as time wore on. But I, I still, I kept running and it was, it was difficult definitely during COVID because um, I, I drink a lot of water because it's hot. It's Texas. And um, the bath, like all the public restrooms were closed down and you couldn't go into a store and use the restroom. So I was having to do these like ridiculous loops around my house (laughs) and I live in this super hilly neighborhood. So I, as a consequence, I got really good at running hills. They don't bother me at all. I actually like them. And so I think that was COVID because I had to be, be, um, able to visit my own party regularly. Right. Right. So that was a benefit. Yeah. That's, that's one of those, you know, the, the, the silver linings, I guess, of, of running the loops through the neighborhood is, and that's something I've, I've learned here in Georgia that like, you know, if you're going to run outside, at least where where I live, you're going to run on some Hills. Like it's just, it's just the nature of the beast and Lord knows I'm not going to run inside. So, um, you know, you, 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 you don't enjoy it necessarily in the moment, but then when you, you know, when you come across it on race day, which, you know, that was one of the things of living in Florida where it was flat as could be, um, every race has a hill somewhere. And, uh, you know, at least mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm a little more prepared for it, but, um, yeah. so, so you run a loops, you're, you're doing the thing, uh, races start coming back online. Um, and, and you'd kind of had been, had been lined up for, for the Cowtown ultra in 2021. Um, was it, was it, relatively foregone that you were going to, you're going to go for it in 2022 or when did, when did you decide to make it, make it official? And let's, let's, let's do a, let's do our first 50 K. I think I, I think I signed up for that. Um, I feel like I signed up for it um, like right away as soon as it became available. 
because I didn't want to have time to talk myself out of it. <laughs> and I'm kind of, I'm like super cheap. So if I'd spent that money, I was going to do, do it. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of teased it, teased it a little bit in the, in the, in the intro, we were working together for me, but you know, in the lead up to that race, so I kind of was privy to what was going on and how things were going and, and there was some life going on, but you know, we, we were in a good spot and, and ready to go. Um, and, and, you know, spoiler alert for, for everybody that's, that's listening, like you, you finished, but, but it was a, it was a slog. Take it, take us back to, uh, you know, the, the first, your first 50 K kind of what was, how, how did, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the day or two leading up to what, what was going through your mind and then, and then how did, how did things all kind of play out? So going up to the, to the 50 K, I had just done the Dallas marathon um, December, I think it was 11th or 12th. Mm-hmm. And so Cowtown was February, and I remember it was 26, 27. Yeah. yeah. So they were, they were pretty close together. And um, the Dallas Marathon, it had um, a cutoff that I wasn't sure, I don't know if you remember this, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I, I did make it by the skin of my teeth. But as a result, I had... Um, I had an injury afterwards. I had IT band. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what my IT band was before the Dallas Marathon. <laughs> I learned very we well. figured it out. Like yeah, after. we did. Yes, yes. So I had, you know, to take some time off. Um, and then um, my daughter, my oldest daughter, got married mm-hmm. and in Phoenix. And so there's the travel involved. But um, I just, as soon as I was able to start running, I mean, I, I think I had to take a couple weeks off. Yeah. Um, I started you know, just building up again. And in fact, the day after her wedding, we did the, um, the rock and the Phoenix rock and roll, the, mm-hmm. the 10 K the day after the wedding. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And that her wedding was January 15th. Mm-hmm. So, um, just the normal build up to it. I was, I was concerned about the cutoff. I believe the cutoff was seven and a half hours. Now I know your listeners are like seven and a half hours. I could walk that in seven and a half hours. Yeah, you probably could. And you'd probably be walking faster than I run on any given day. And I am not ashamed to be a back of pack runner and to be the very last runner because it is a huge victory victory for me to even be out there. Um, but I was worried that based on prior times, I wasn't going to be able to make that seven and a half hours. And I just have this thing like, I don't want to, I don't want to DNF because, um, not that there's anything wrong with being the last person, but I don't want to do all of that work and get to the end and not get that freaking medal. And I know that's just like crazy pants, like who cares about the, the bling, but I do. Right. And so I want to be able to make that cutoff. So um, just leading up to it, I just did, I was like a maniac with the strength training and working with you. And I felt like I did everything you asked me to do. I wasn't a slacker. Um, and I got a nutritionist and I'm, you know, eating right and having all the snacks and everything. And I was, I, I, you know, I thought I was ready to go on, on race day. Um, I didn't plan on, I didn't have a plan B when it came to my technology. <laughs> and so because I'm a, I'm an interval runner, I use this thing called uh, a gym boss and it looks like a pager, but it's a beeper basically that lets you know when to run and when to, when to walk. It has just, you can set it for intervals. And my run-walk intervals for marathons and ultra-marathons, it's um, kind of odd. So I'll run 20 seconds, and then I'll walk 25. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had my interval timer with me, but I guess I didn't check it to make sure um, that it was going to work properly before the race. And I learned pretty quickly once the race started that it was not going to work. Mm-hmm. What was What was off with it? Um, I, I think later I learned that um, I had the battery was kind of not in properly or it could have been just operator error and just how I started it. And I just like had reset the whole thing mm-hmm. and I got myself in such a tizzy that it just it wasn't working at all. So here I was. I start running um, usually straight out of the gate. I'll run for a little bit before I start the timer mm-hmm. um, just to be able to you know get through the crowd and uh so I started the timer and it didn't start. And then, so like I start fussing with it and it's, it's still not starting. Um, and I'm like, damn, you know, what am I going to do? And I can't figure out like, how am I going to run 20 seconds and walk 20, walk 25? Like, how do I do that? When I have, am I going to count? Like, am I going to look at my watch? 
So I, I get on, on my phone and I'm like, okay, I, there's got to be an app for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like running while I'm downloading an app. So I find this app as I'm running um, and uh, I download the app and it's like the free version and it works for a little bit and it doesn't work. And I, I mean, in short order, you know, definitely this kind of this ridiculousness went on for about eight, eight miles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was eight miles. And I figured this this app wasn't going to continue to work, um, so I just turned it off. And, but then at that point, I looked and I had seen that um, that that had managed to drain my phone. Oh no! And so I had no music. I had really no way to communicate with anybody. Um, I had my Garmin and I had um, my water. <laughs> I had the race around me, and I had. Uh, I don't know, like, you know, 20 miles or more ahead of me. Um, and I was supposed to be running intervals. I, I, I can't run straight through. So I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. So I just thought, okay, well, I know I got to run uh, 20 seconds. I'm going to walk 25. Um, I can figure out 30 seconds on my phone pretty easily or my watch pretty easily because I'm a Goldman. But this 20 thing is a challenge. So just brainstorming, I came up with the idea of like, what if I sing like a little song, like a jingle that I know, and I and maybe that'll be 20 seconds long, and I can just sing this little song to myself. So I went through all these short jingles that I have committed to memory in my mind, um, and came up with this little song that I sing to my dog, Joey. And it, it literally goes, I love a new Joe, I love a new Joey, you're such a good dog, you're my good dog, Joey. And it goes on like that. And so I figured if I sang that stupid little song twice in a row, I timed it, that was 20 seconds. Hmm. So for the next 20 miles, oh, I sang the I'm loving you Joe song twice, and then I would look at my watch for 30 seconds. Wow. And that's how I did my intervals. For I mean, you know, <laughs> kudos for the, the troubleshooting and figuring it out. Um, but I feel like I would get home and I would be like, hey, Joey, don't come talk to me for a while. Like, like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be loving you the dog very much for at least, at least a few days after that. I don't think. <laughs> oh no, he saved my ass. Yeah. I love my dog. Yes. Because I tried the Newman kitty cat song. I have a cat. That didn't turn right. You know, mm-hmm. it was, it was the best I could do. And it, it worked and I made it. I have to tell you, I made it to the end of that race. And I'm proud to say that I was the very last finisher in the 2022 Cowtown Marathon. Um, they that that race was awesome. They they came and um, sent an escort for me in the last five miles. This guy came up on a, a gator, and he's like, "Man, you're the you're the last racer." And I'm like, "Oh, do I? Are you going to make me get off?" I thought he was going to put me on his gator, right. and he said, "Well, do you want to keep going? You want to finish?" I said, "Yeah, I want to finish." He says, "Well, I'm right with you. I'll be right behind you." And so the poor guy, like, I'm run, 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 and I hear him behind me, like, zoop, zoop, you know, because he had, like, to start and stop because I'm uh-huh. doing intervals. And he just stayed behind me, and he said, water stops are up ahead. They're still open for you. And they'd have these water stops, and everything would be packed up, but there'd be a guy there with a bottle of water. And he'd say, ma'am, this is yours. He'd <laughs> a bottle of water. And then when I got to the finish line, the grandstands were still up. The big giant finish line was still up. The music was still pay- playing. The DJ was still there. They announced me. And the um, race director personally came and put the medal around my neck and handed me a banana, which was the only food that was left. Wow. wow. It was awesome. That's awesome. Was it, was it, um, I mean, I'm sure that you kind of realize, like you're looking around, right? And like, like, you know, you're towards the back, probably pretty close to, to the very, the very last person. Um, but, but when, when, when the guy in the gator came up and told you that was, that was indeed the, the case, was it, was it a hit? Was it demoralizing? Was it something that you were like, like no factor? Like, 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 I don't know. I mean, was it something that, that, um, like kind of what's the, it, it's easy in the, in the, in rear view, you know, with hindsight to be like, yeah, you know, like I am proud. Like I still kept going. Like I, I finished the, I finished what I set out to do, especially when it didn't go quite as smoothly as I had, had planned on doing. Um, but in the moment, how, how did you, how did you feel when you kind of figured out and put the pieces together that, Hey, we, uh, we're in, we're DFL right now and, and that's okay. But like, like, was it a hit at all? Well, it, it was actually, it was exciting to me because I thought that it was going to be like over, like I'm going to take you to the finish line, but right. you're, you're going to, 
you're not going to get a time, you're not going to get a medal, you know, I'm obsessed about these medals, um, and everything will be gone, and you're just like this loser out here by yourself. Um, and when he said that I could finish, when he first said, do you want to finish? My, Because I, up until that point, granted, for the last five miles, I was like, this is a bullshit. I was just, you know, <laughs> what if I just, like, went, I went in the last porta potty and I was in there for a while just sitting there thinking at some point maybe they'll just forget about me and I could just, you know, take an Uber home or something. Um, and so when I saw this guy, my first thought was, oh, great, he's going to take me off and I can finally be done with this ridiculousness. But then when he asked me, do I want to keep going, like some possessed demon came out of my mouth and said, yes. <laughs> so I, there was just something in me that was like, you know what, just to, just to finish it mm-hmm. is going to be awesome because this has been just a crazy mess from start right. to finish to be able to just get it done. And frankly, I was, I was so over it at that point that um, I was happy to finish it. Yeah. So. If I had to run it to finish it, I was going to, if he wasn't going to put me on the gator, which he clearly did not want to put me on the gator, um, then I was going to have to finish it. When did you decide to do it again? So during the race, I was, this was, again, the self-talk was, this was ridiculous. It was a bad idea. This is not fun like the other one was. Um, and then at the very end, I, I think it was when I saw the Gator guy. Like, and I just thought this is, I should do this again because it can't possibly suck as much as this has sucked. It can only get better, right? Um, and then when I crossed the finish line, um, I was like, oh yeah, this is um, this is great, but I'm not going to do this again. But then literally, I think by the time I got home and was eating my pizza, I had talked myself into signing up and I may have signed up that night for the next one. Yeah, well, you got you to strike while the iron's hot, right? You can't, you can't let it linger because then you'll talk yourself out of it. So you're going to do it? Let's do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now I know that Captain's always going to – what the race director told me is that they do have a cutoff time, but they don't enforce it. Mm. And they have never um, closed on a race while there's somebody still on the field. That's awesome. So knowing that, it's like, what do I have to lose? I've already been the, you know, the final person. Right. So why not? So, you know, is, is, and we've, we obviously we've had, we've had some conversations and, and, you know, kind of looking, looking ahead to the race, but, um, you know, kind of mentioned in the intro that, that the goal this year is to, to really enjoy it and, and, you know, pace will be what the pace is and the place will be what the place is. Um, I, I, so I guess maybe the question is like, when, like, was that, has that always been kind of your, your, your stance or, or, you know, when it comes to, to race day, you know, like obviously, you know, if you got cut off, you have to be in front of those and things like that for, you know, some races, certainly the, they, you know, for whatever permitting and, and different reasons, like if you're behind the pace, like they, they, they shut you down. Um, but, but is that kind of your attitude for most races or is that kind of a, a new thing for this, this second go of the 50 K? Yeah, I think I've just been so surprised and proud of myself that I could do it at all, but I haven't had, these aspirational goals to, you know, you know, place or anything like that. I mean, I actually have placed third in a race where there was only five participants and the two behind me were walk for full-time walkers. Um, but I'll take that. Uh, yeah, no, you finished I, it, third. That's all. That's that, period. End of story. Yeah. I think um, it's always just finishing, but again, like I, this thing about, well, I don't want to be the very last person. Um, and I've been the second to the last person, you know, a couple times or so, but I just didn't want to be the last. And I didn't really know why that mattered to me. Um, and then I just kind of conquered that with the, with the, with the Cowtown race because I was last and, and I didn't, you know, die or get pregnant over it. And in fact, I was happy to, to have endured. I mean, I get my money's worth out of these races. <laughs> Yes, indeed. And so to me, it's just, it's always been about, I, it's always been about the endurance and how long I can go. That's why I've been interested in the longer distances. Um, because I know with, you know, my health issues and like never having really exercised until I was close to 50 that I am not going to be competitive, you know? And, um, so I got to find a different way to compete. And for me, competing is doing, um, the longest distance I can do and still be happy about it in the end. And what I really get a kick out of is when I get to help people during the race. So 
So like I'm at the back of the pack. There's a lot of people that, um, frankly, are in, in the big races, except for the ultra where I was the last one. It is not unfrequent that there's people behind me. I mean, shocking to believe that there's people behind me that are struggling like me, um, sometimes even worse. And I love to be able to come up to somebody who is having a rough time and to be able to help them out in some way and like cheer them on. I mean, I remember the first, um, the first, uh, uh, the first marathon that I did, there was a guy that I kept seeing, um, you know, frogging back and forth with this fella and he was just trudging along, just, you know, just a soldier, but he was definitely struggling. And we got to probably the last five miles and, um, he was, he was walking, but he'd been running the whole time. I'd seen him. He'd been running the whole time. And I was like, Hey, how you doing? And he's, you know, just like, this is it. I don't think I can finish. I said, you know what? It's just five miles. He's like, yeah, I know this is so hard. And I said, yeah, but how many times have you run five miles in your training? Like you probably run five miles a lot, right? And he's like, yeah. I said, well, I'm just doing another five miles. I mean, geez, you've done this much. You've working on this for probably a long time, right? You can do another five miles. And he just kind of looked at me like, shut up, but thank you. <laughs> and then he started running, and he ran ahead of me. And I thought, you know what? If I can't, if I can't um, achieve goals on the podium, at least I could be the struggle bus driver. And so I've done that. I, I get a lot of joy anytime I get to come up on somebody during a race who's having a hard time like me and run with them for a little bit and give them some words of encouragement or um, a gel or a salt pill. Um, I, I get joy out of that in these races. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I feel like, like that's something that sometimes you don't even realize the payoff. Right. And, and I, I don't know, maybe, you know, like, like you, you give this, this guy some encouragement and he takes off and, and you, you know, probably never see him again. Um, but it's like, and it may, it may be in that in and of itself. Like there's, there is that little bit of payoff of like, like, look at this guy, like, look at him go. Like, yeah, that's, that's right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've had, I've had times on in, uh, in races where, you know, like I'm struggling, maybe it's probably plainly visible. Um, you know, I sometimes feel like I'm, I'm keeping it in, right? Like I'm, I'm the macho dude. That's not not going to show that I'm struggling. Um, but somebody says something, you overhear something, maybe they're talking to you, maybe they're not, but it's just like something clicks and, and, you know, it, it helps to, to dig a little bit deeper. You, you, you get the job done. Um, and to, to, to kind of know, I, I, I feel like to know that, that you're, you're helping some folks out or you're having those conversations, like I said, be the, the struggle bus driver. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, it feels good to help people out. Right. And I feel like that's, that's gotta be like, you know, that, that's gotta feel pretty good when you're, you know, whatever, however many miles deep and you still have a few miles to go, but like, Hey, you help somebody else out. Like that's, that's just good, good human on you right there. And I'll tell you what, I've, it has not been infrequent where I've had people um, come up to me after the race, you know, kind of when you're doing the milling about and everybody's getting their snacks and stuff, and and have had people say, hey, you're that woman that, um, like, made me run with you at the end. Thanks. That was great. I couldn't have done it without you. I mean, because a lot of times what will happen is when you get to the, the end, my, my thing is I'm going to um, definitely run across the finish line. And if there is a race where you turn a corner or something and there's people watching, um, I'm going to run that <laughs> no whole thing. If I'm freaking dying, I mean, that I could it could be two minutes worth of running, which is like an eternity for me, and I would run that distance. And um, if I've got somebody that's walking next to me um, and they look like they might be receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say, Hey, you know, I'm a, we gotta, we gotta run to the finish line. We can't, we can't let people see us walking. You run with me. And I've sometimes get people to run with me. And I've had people come up to me afterwards and, um, later say, thanks for that. But that was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, you know, I mean, how many times have I said that's the beauty of our, of our sport for, for various things, but that's, that's one of them right there because in theory we're, we're, I mean, we're not really competing, but like in theory we're competing, we're racing, you know, like it's, you know, who, who finishes first, but at the same time, it's like, how can we work together? And, and, you know, if, if you're feeling a little bit, bit stronger and you can, you can help somebody tag along, Lord knows there's been plenty of times where I think for most of us, where we've been the one that's struggling, but like, we can see that person that like, Hey, we can just tag along with them. And sometimes they know it. Sometimes they were working together. Like, yeah, come on, run with me. Let's finish this thing. And sometimes it's just like, I just want to hang on to the back of this, of, of, of him or her or whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but you, you know, you, you, you work together, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. We get across the finish line. Like that's, that's, that's a cool aspect of an individual sport that, that you can kind of have some of that, that, 
teamwork out there, sometimes unbeknownst, uh, sometimes unbeknownst, but sometimes known to both parties and, and just kind of, you know, to facilitate that is, is, is again, I mean, it's just, it's just a cool, cool aspect of our sport for sure. Oh yeah. That makes it fun. For sure. So as we're, as we're wrapping, getting close to wrapping up, not quite to the finish line of, of this one just yet, but you know, a couple of things from, from earlier that, that kind of come back that, that I wasn't sure we'd circle back to, but here, here we are. So let's, let's do it. Um, and again, maybe this is a little bit being privy to, to some of the other conversations we've had from, from working together, but um, you know, your, your husband getting back into running as, as you got into it as well. And, and something that y'all can do together, except um, I know you said, said something to me recently. I don't think you said it here yet, but you know, hopefully I'm not letting too many cats out of the bag. You're like, well, I'll run the half. He'll run the full. And you know, if, if, if all kind of lines up, we might just finish just about the same time together. Um, but, but has, 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 you know, your husband getting back into running a little bit and, and something that y'all do together. It seems like from, at least from following social media, something that y'all enjoy as, as a kind of couple time activity. Is that, is that relatively accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah. We love it. So, but he's competitive. So he definitely, <laughs> we hang out with each other before the race. Um, and this last race uh, that we did, the Dallas marathon that we just did in December, um, we paid the extra so that we could be in the, you know, the fancy pants tent and have the coffee and stuff. Well, part of that was that you got a bib to be in the A corral, which was like mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went to the A, we started off in, in the A corral together. Um, and I said, I just don't really feel like being mowed over. So I'm going to go back <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the D group. But, you know, hanging out together at the start line and then, you know, we give each other a kiss. And um, he says, I'll see you at the finish. I'll be waiting for you. Um, and he's always, you know, literally, I think in that, when I did my, my marathon, um, I mean, he had time to, you know, go home and take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) It was like all of, all of eternity. So, but we've been to a lot of races together. It's been since we both, since I started running and he started running with me, um, it's been infrequent that one of us has, has run a race and the other one hasn't. He'll, he'll do some of the longer distances when I'm doing a half. If there's um, a cutoff that I can't make, right. like we did Big Sur last year, and they had the hard six, mm-hmm. and so he did the he did the marathon, and I did the eleven miler, and we're going to do that again this year. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and again, you know, I mean, it's 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 the type of thing with with running and, and having the different race distances that allows allows that to happen, which is which is wonderful. You know, you you can cruise along, and it's no 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 worries about getting through the eleven miles and the and the amount of time, and he can go a little bit further. Um, but, uh, you know, just, just a cool thing y'all can do together, especially when it involves travel, you know, like, like, mm-hmm. uh, heading, heading to the West coast and, and running, running big Sur, which I've, I've not done yet, but that's one of the few races on my list of, I would at least like to, cause I've heard nothing, but nothing but good things about it. Is, is it as beautiful as everybody says it is? It's totally beautiful. I mean, I, I did the 11 miler and started, um, I kind of at some point in it was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be like the unofficial photographer mm-hmm. because people are stopping and looking at the at the scenery because you're right there on the ocean on these cliffs and everything. And it's just amazing. And so people will be running together and they're trying to take selfies and stuff. And so I'm like, let me take a picture of you. And so mm-hmm. That's what I did for 11 miles. Um, it's the slowest 11 miles I've ever run, but I feel great. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just going back to helping, helping somebody else out. Like that's, that's, you know, like you weren't, if the goal or when the goal isn't to go out there and, and hammer and push and try to PR run the, as absolute fast as you possibly can, then so what if it takes you a few extra minutes or an extra hour, you know, cause you're stopping and taking pictures and you're helping people out and talking and whatever, like enjoy it. And, that's, and maybe in, in certain instances that almost makes it more memorable because you're, you're soaking it in. Like to your point earlier, you're getting your, you're getting your money's worth cause you're out there as long as you possibly can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one, one more kind of, I don't know, we'll see if this goes anywhere and then, then we'll get start, really start wrapping it up. But I um, was going to ask this at the very beginning, you know, when, when you kind of were, were talking about, you know, I'm, I'm 50 and I'm, I'm trying something different and, and kind of get into running that way. Um, but what was, what was the, the reaction of friends and family of, you know, Tammy's just turning 50 is, is, is this big you know, milestone birthday celebration and, and you're going to do what you're going to start running. Like, like were people taken aback or, or, um, you know, what was, what was the, I mean, you know, like, like non-runners never understand runners, which, which I get. Um, I think I get, maybe I do, but like, you know, when you, when you're, you're 50 is not the time that a lot of people start running. Um, so what was, what was the reaction when, when you're like, yeah, this is what I think I'm going to do this decade. Well, I already 
I think people think I'm kind of weird anyway. So I don't know. It was hugely surprising. Um, I, I think, um, you know, my family was supportive. My kids were supportive because anything, um, that they're like, mom, well, that was one of the reasons I started doing the camp gladiator and stuff. They're like, mom, you're getting older. We don't want you to die someday. You gotta, <laughs> you know, you gotta get into, you know, get into physical activity. You can't just, you know, not exercise your whole life. And so that's what I took that up. And so they were super, they were super supportive, but they just, I mean, I think they think I'm just nuts when I do the bigger, the longer distances. And in fact, whenever I did the ultra, um, during my equipment failure, before everything went down, I called, or I can't remember if I called or texted my daughters and told them what was going on. Cause I'm like, you're going to, you're trying to trap me and you're mm. probably going to lose me. And here's why. And they're just, they're just, you should stop mom. This is madness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not stopping. I'm too mad to stop. Right. Yeah. So, um, I just keep, just keep going and they just uh I, I don't think they're surprised about it anymore and i think it's been it, like i said it's been inspirational to, to some people like my husband it got him running um my sister she used to run my sister's older than me and she used to run when she was a teenager and when i started running she got interested in it and now she's a runner That's and awesome. she wasn't running before so um i think they think it, it was strange but then it's kind of given them the the thought, well, if, if she can do it, maybe I could do it. So there's been a couple couple folks have picked up running, um, mm-hmm. even at work, uh, because I took it up. That's awesome. That's awesome. And yet another example of of you know kind of just helping helping people out, you know, through through running, whether it's on the course or whether just inspiring some people to, to do some things. And and um, man, there's there's I feel like there's a little bit of a through line there that uh, that maybe maybe will make its way into a takeaway. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, as as we're wrapping up today, Tammy, a little philosophical question for you to to get you out the door here. Um, you know, in the in the in the four or five years that you've been running now, um, just kind of curious. You know, and and this is maybe one of the more common philosophical questions I ask. But um, what what has running taught you about yourself? What what have you learned, or or what lessons learned, or 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 maybe takeaways in general for you from from your running running career to date so far? That that you know who knows, but but you know pre pre running Tammy didn't didn't know this about herself, hadn't learned this type of lesson. What is what has running taught you over the last handful of years? I think it's taught me to be undaunted, mm-hmm. um, that I can do hard things, um, and that pain just hurts. There's a lot of pain in running, um, but it it hasn't killed me yet. And so I think that's helped me uh, just have a lot more endurance and resilience in my everyday life uh, by being able to struggle through just physically things that you can't imagine that you could do and then do it and come out on the other side okay and feeling kind of proud of it. Um, I think it's helped me in a lot of aspects of my life the outside of running. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, hopefully many more good lessons to come and maybe, maybe just maybe a little less pain along the way. Although, yeah, like you said, there's, there's always going to be a little bit of pain associated with running or maybe not always, but often. So, uh, keep, keep on keeping on, keep, keep doing hard things. And y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode and, uh, want to continue to follow along with Tammy and, and see how things go at, at, at ultra number two coming up, not too far away from now, uh, to, at Tammy Sue W on Instagram again, T A M M Y S U E W on Instagram, disruns.com slash 1120. We'll have everything linked up from, from today, uh, links and races and everything we talked about, some photos as well, disruns.com slash 1120, uh, to, to connect with Tammy or again, to, to connect with anything, uh, you know, check out any of the races or things like that, that we talked about today. So, uh, Tammy, thanks for, uh, for, for making the time today. Um, it's 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 been a pleasure to dive a little bit deeper into some areas that uh, I didn't I didn't know about you know as, as in the time that we've been working together and and uh, I've certainly enjoyed the conversation um, and looking forward to uh, a much more enjoyable second 50k for you and and who knows what else down the road but thanks again for making the time today and, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you, thank you very much. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Tammy and myself. And as per usual. Be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. Say it with me now. What was your takeaway du jour? Du jour. Uh, for me, there, there were a bunch of things, as, as is almost always the case. But uh, the, the first thing that really stood out to me, or the first thing at least that I, that I wrote down on my little sticky note here, 
was uh, when Tammy was talking about uh, getting to the starting line of a race and having all the tech fail and trying to figure out and troubleshoot uh, ways to, to stick with her intervals. And, you know, coming up with singing this song uh, that she sings to the dog and using that to kind of help, you know, time how, how long to run, how much to walk, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I, I just kept thinking or at least it made me think about how we, we try to make sure that we've got everything sorted. Right, like, like we've got all the eyes cro- crossed and the T's dotted, and and I know that that was backwards, but whatever. Work with me here. Um, you know, we, we want every every detail to to fall in place and take care of itself. And and while that's rarely, if ever, the case, typically, hopefully, on on race day or just for runs in general, you know, most of the big stuff is kind of sorted. You know, maybe you remember to charge your your watch and charge your your things, and your tech doesn't die. Uh, but we've probably mostly, if you've been running long enough, you you've been in a situation where your tech is dead. You lose your signals. The the paces are super wonky. And you have no idea. Like, I know I'm not running a two minute per mile pace. Like, I know I'm not running two minute per mile pace, even though that's what your watch is telling you. Or I know I'm not running 37 minutes per mile pace because I just passed the 5k mark and it's been 32 minutes. So like, what is going on here? Um, or, you know, other things that could go sideways. The, the, the point being, and, and trying to get this takeaway back on the rails, that things happen, whether it's on a race whether it's on training runs, whether you're with others, whether you're by yourself and you can, you can try to prepare as much as possible. But if you, if you've been running for a while, and if you're going to keep running for a while, there are going to be times when you're going to have to troubleshoot and you can throw yourself a little bit of a pity party. You can, you can, you can be a little upset and frustrated that this is happening. And why is this happening to me? And why does this always seem to happen to me? Spoiler alert. It happens to all of us, but when it happens to you, it sucks. It's frustrating, but if you can keep your head, you've got a chance to work through it. You've got a chance to, to, to troubleshoot. You're going to have to troubleshoot. Sometimes you have no choice but to troubleshoot. Sometimes you can wave the white flag and say the hell with it and move on and be done with it. Uh, but sometimes you've got to figure out how to get back to the car from you know somewhere, wherever you are in the, in the trail you know, or, or whatever the case might be. And I think that sometimes you know, necessity is – what is the saying? There's a saying that, like – ingenuity is, is, you know, driven by necessity or something like that. Um, and, and, you know, of, of all the things that I could think of to help you kind of stay on track with your, your running intervals, um, defaulting to singing some little song that you sing to your dog is not on the list. Like that would, until I talked to Tammy, I never in a thousand million years would have suggested to somebody, Hey, just sing some little nursery rhyme, sing some little song, like, like you do to your dog or your kid or whatever. When you're in the when you're in that situation, when you're trying to figure out what's going on, how to how to keep things on the rails, how to keep things moving forward, sometimes you, you got to be a little creative. You, you got to figure it out, um, and that's what Tammy did. Clearly, that's what she did. Was it perfect? No. Was she probably sick of that song? I mean, I don't know. Probably, um, but did it get her through? Did it get her to the finish line? Yeah, yeah. And you know, again, if you're going to keep running long enough, there's going to be times when something, some niggle crops up, your stomach turns sideways, um, your tech dies, whatever, some random thing that we can't even think about right now. Cause it's so random and you're going to have to keep, you know, you're going to have to troubleshoot. And if you're going to try to troubleshoot, keeping your wits about you, trying to, you know, again, you can be frustrated. You can, ah, but the, the quicker you can be like, all right, what's the solution? What's a possible solution? Try that. Did it work? No. All right. Try something else. Try something else till you stumble upon some little song that works for you. And there you go. Stick with it. Go with it. Get to that finish line. Remember to charge, charge your shit next time. But, uh, that was, that was my takeaway. Just, just the, the inevitability of needing to troubleshoot on occasion and, and not being afraid to get creative. And it might sound silly. It might be silly, but if it works, it works. And that's, what matters when you're in one of those situations. So there you go. That was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? If you're willing to share it, as always, I'd love to hear it. At Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram, Dizruns at gmail.com if you'd rather shoot me an email. And of course, if you want to head back to the show notes for today, Dizruns.com slash 1120. We'll get you right there. We've got the photos. We've got the links. Of course, we've got that comment section down there at the bottom. Feel free to type away comments, takeaways, whatever, to your heart's content. And uh, thank you in advance for sharing your takeaways with me. One last call for the giveaway for uh, for this month. You know, not, not a bad way to kick off 2023. Win yourself a free training plan. Uh, Dizruns.com slash giveaway is the link. Also, you can get there on the homepage, Dizruns.com. 
Either way, get your name in the same hat and at the uh, end of every month, whatever month this is. If you listen to this in January when it first comes out, cool. If it's June, August, November, you know, July 2024, I don't know. Whenever you're listening to this, the, the, the end of the month, the start of the next month, there will be a new winner picked. And uh, get your name in the hat, dizruns.com slash giveaway. And uh, remember, you got to be in it to win it. So get yourself entered. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, y'all. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Tammy and I with you today. And until next time, y'all, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.